Damn it, Nick. I love being on here with you guys, Nick and Joe. I really appreciate it. Literally too long didn't read. TLDR, you guys are awesome. Can't even come prepared, Nicholas. We've been sitting here for a whopping five minutes trying to get ready for the show today, and you can't even get the banners going so people know where to follow us. Hmm. Who are us? Who are we? Who are you? Who am I? Well, Nicholas, let me tell you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all ages, Geeks Worldwide Radio, the Dork Shared Gooniverse, proudly present to you the greatest, I mean the greatest, don't you ever doubt it, because we are the greatest podcasting team in the world. He's the Fry Guy, Nick Fryer, I'm the Backcracker Dr. Joe, together we are the TLDR Comic Book Club, baby. Nicholas, how you doing? I am doing just great because, hell, man, the March Madness continues. We got a ton of awesome books out this week, especially from one publisher. We'll get to that a little bit more later. But uh, the March Madness for us is not a bracket because, personally, I'm not really into brackets. I could give a shit about most of that stuff, especially when we start getting into non-NCAA stuff. As much as Mac and Goo's bracket, which was all done by Billy D from PCP, that one's great. I love that one. Um, But, Joe, our March Madness is featuring a guest every week. Starting last week, we had John Lees on the show, had an absolute blast with him, went back and listened to that. This week, uh, if you're watching us on the stream right now, you haven't been able to access the audio, but you will be able to hear again from Cullen Bunn, who's going to be talking ghost lore and Red Zone from Boom Studios and AWA Studios, respectively, As long along with his Kickstarter. The only way you can hear those uh, the audio, Joe, is if you subscribe to our audio channels only, whether that's Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Geeks World, Wide, SoundCloud, um, Amazon Music. Wherever you get your podcast, you will find us there. That's the only place you're going to be able to hear from our hear our conversations with creators throughout the industry. Joe, what were some of your takeaways from the chat with Cullen? Uh man, so it's 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 always fun talking with Cullen, and he's got he's got a lot of stuff coming up. And I told him about the idea that we pitched to Dark Horse about yes. his him writing a um uh a uh, oh Jesus Christ yeah Cadbane. We- Cad Bane, thank you. We were having this chat brag in the uh, the Dorkshire Gooniverse, you know, chat, and uh, they were talking about Bill Belichick sundowning. I think I've been sundowning for about ten years now. <laughs> so, uh, but yes, talk about that. I also uh, might have pitched him, uh, you know, to get you write a character about me, you know. Mm-hmm. So throw that in there. So yep. it, it was it was a lot of fun, and uh, I can't wait for that one to drop. And then we've got another one in the works for next week, or yeah, well, not in the works. I mean, you want to talk about madness. Yes. The way, that, the way that this one went down was absolute madness. But you know, I learned stellar. I learned something this week, everybody. Apparently, America is not the only one that has daylight savings time. Um, but still, when you're doing stuff around daylight savings time and you're trying to schedule things with people outside the country, just be aware of that. That the, the time zone, things are going to get screwed up. We're not on, on the same daylight saving time schedule. Again, didn't even know they had it. Thought I was going to have to explain American daylight savings time and how stupid this is to the person that we interviewed. But that, that conversation went well. Uh, we do have that one in the hopper. That will be out next week. We're going to keep you guys in the waiting right now. Uh, but check out the Colin Bunn chat. Yes, Joe, you're right. You did a great job uh, with the Cad Bane pitch on his behalf. Um, I think you guys, I heard you guys signed a deal afterwards. You're now his manager or his agent, something to that effect. I don't know. I don't know if you're, if doctors can go and pull off being lawyers, but you know, I, doctor I, of I, law. Just, I just want more free copies of shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> simple man. Um, but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I am very excited to check out Ghost Lore. FOC for that. I don't think Colin had it at the time that we spoke. No, but it should be early April, I think, because yes. it comes out early mid-May. So yeah. I, I get on that now. Uh it's what it's the, the main premise of it is uh what ghost stories do ghosts tell each other, which is, is yeah. awesome. Uh so very excited for that. But let's get into uh catching up, Joe. I know it was a light one for you. I got quite a few, but hit me with what you caught up on since last time we talked. Yeah, I we, we I think we all had the norovirus over the weekend, so that was <laughs> not not great, Bob. But uh, mm. but one book I did catch up on uh, was uh, TMNT, uh, the last Ronin, the Lost Years issue two, and I got to tell you, Nicholas, I enjoyed the last Ronin very much, mm-hmm. and uh, with this, the Lost Years didn't need it, didn't ask where it was. A, it was a cool premise when I first read it. Oh, yep, what is it, kiddo? What was in what? Oh, we've been looking for this. Oh, yeah, all right, Ken. All right, nice. Yeah, so what I'll say, about <laughs> <this> we won <laughs> is that the they so in the first like issue, this one this, more than us. That's the thing, yeah. Like, I so feel like this is the, more for kids, like not not like kids, kids like Violet's age, but I mean, like you know, a younger kid where it's like it feels like it's edgy. No, it's not, not. Not, not even that, it's just it's just not great. No, you know, they, they're, they're, they, you know, in the first book, they introduced the, the baby turtles and it was like half the book, you know, it with, was, yeah. uh, with, you know, you know, old, old lady April and, you know, her daughter and training these, these new baby turtles. And then they, they were only in the first few pages of this book and then not again. It's like, why, why you mm. don't need it. And what I loved about the first or what I enjoyed about the first book, I should say, was the start of, of uh, this particular turtles journey you know, at the events that lead up before the events that take place in the Lost Ronin. Mm-hmm. And in this, uh, we get more of that, but it's just, it's, it's so slow and kind of boring. I kind of skimmed through a lot of it. Yeah, like I'm not as bothered by the baby turtles because I can see what they might be trying to do, and they, you know that's fine. I mean, it may not be. And they got for dumb us. names too. Dumb names. Well, like, they, but on. but they may not be for for us, and I'm fine with that. Like ha- having that in the mix a little bit. But I'll tell you what, man. Like the the Mikey stuff is where you gotta go and, and deliver. What? I'm not spoiling last Ronin. If you're reading this last Ronin, and you didn't uh, read the other last Ronin, you're doing it wrong. And that last well, Ronin's been out for a while. But people listening might not have read this book and still not re- have read the last Ronin. I don't. Uh, I don't know. You know what? You know what, Joe? I'll give you this one because I always, I'm always I, harsh I, on I, you. I, I, I tiptoed around it. Mm. No, I, right. I noticed you did that. You, I did. It's, you, you went, you my went emotions, balls deep. My emotions got the best of me. But I'll give you, I'll give you it on this one. Um, but regardless, like <laughs> when you're talking about those stories, like it, you, it's just you're right. It is too. It's. I don't care about slow necessarily because you can do that. It can be all, it's all about the character and, and that's what this should be, but it's just not great. Like this. Yeah. Is what it comes this down was to. just, again, deliver. again, I'm willing to, 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 I, I let's see if I can get my words out today. Mm. Like, I don't mind if something slows down, but right. uh, you got to give me something, right? Mm-hmm. This was slow and didn't really give me anything. Right. Right. Exactly. So that yeah, was tough. Yeah. So I, honestly, I read that and I was like, I don't know after this one. Like I, I skimmed a lot to be yeah, honest with you. I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm not feeling great, but what I am feeling great about Wolverine 31 mm. caught up on that red clear issue one, which is issue, which is issue one and two. So good, man. Awesome isn't it, stuff. Isn't yes, it? Absolutely. My goodness. Um, if you guys you ha- get what I was talking about too, like, you know how, like 
the the thing that there's a big a big reveal that happens and mm -hmm. that's how the first book ends yes and this it just kind of keeps going on like so right. you kind of like it's a jaw-dropping moment but because it's in the it just loses just a little something but it's it, it's still stellar yeah it, it was um a, yes but they do at least a good job of like having that like page break or whatever was like clearly yeah. like in this case end of a chapter and it, so yeah, they, yeah like made that separation but yes it, it is it is definitely a difference uh nemesis reloaded issue three came out last week um of course by mark millar that series has been great uh and then black tape if, issue two uh by dan Panosian and dalbor each oh my goodness it's it's so it's so damn good joe so um so you know what was great about that right is uh, uh is aws <laughs> i love that the they're 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 in on it right like hmm. so <laughs> They 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 posted a pic from what I'm assuming is black yes, tape too. Yes, they did. That's right, they did. They absolutely <laughs> like really did. needling me, right? Yes. Really giving it to Doc. <laughs> it was amazing. Yes, that's right. When I saw, I like, I, I forget what we were doing, and then and I saw that that in the thread, and I was like, they go, oh, a sleep warrior. I and double it was took. <laughs> it was like, oh, because they because we were we were having a nice little uh, gif off, mm -hmm. you know, and then I just fell asleep. And mm -hmm. like, oh, I wish it kept going. It's like, oh, you know, and then they go, oh, fell asleep, and then they posted a picture. I'm like. Oh, that that's got to be from Black. Oh, yes. Oh, you you yeah. wily bastards! You, yes, <laughs> they're turning on you, man. It's it's great to see, and I'm really enjoying. It. I'm enjoying every second of it. Uh, let's get to what's new this week, Joe. Uh, why don't we start off with Marvel? Okay, so from Marvel, we have the Amazing Spider-Man issue 22, She-Hulk issue 11, Darth Vader issue 32, which. I'm going to say, I haven't read this issue yet. I love the fact that this book has been going on this long. It's been great. Like, usually you never know, like, oh, you want to kind of wrap it up. No, it, they've, they've wow. been doing a great job with this. Um, Carnage, issue 11. Storm and the Brotherhood of Mutants, issue 2. Mm -hmm. uh, Marauders, issue 12. Doctor Strange, issue 1, which I do plan on giving a read, Nicholas. Uh, Spider-Man and the Lost Hunt, issue 5. Wasp, issue 3. Extreme X-Men, issue four. Joe Fix-It, yes, I will, issue three. Hmm. Monica Rambeau, Photon, issue four. Uh, Woman of Marvel, issue one. Tiger Division, issue five. And Avengers, Rage of Ultron, issue one. And a book that I want to talk about this week yes. is Punisher, issue 10, which we are, we're coming to the end of this maxi-series. And, uh, of course, this is written by Jason Aaron with art by Jesus Saiz. And Paul Azateca, I believe Azateca is the one who does the flashbacks. And I'll tell you what, man, the flashbacks in this episode, while all the violence is happening in like the present, there's some really heavy stuff that happens in the flashback here. And we've seen we've seen quite a bit of like craziness throughout the flashbacks, like you know Frank Castle's history and what he's always been meant for and everything. But we spend a little more time with Maria in this issue and you can see on the, the cover too i'm assuming there's only the, the one main cover but the main cover is maria and frank and frank's got fire in his eyes and they're surrounded by uh the hand like ninjas who are all on fire it's insane like what we learn about maria here is like is a very interesting development um in in a couple ways so i i i'm really enjoying this series oh and there's a little joke in there that I think you're going to appreciate. I think that all people, everybody who's given this series a chance 
I think they're going to appreciate there's a little bit of ribbing that's done here. I don't want to say more than that because I don't want to take away from it. I want to see if you get it. So when you read it, Joe, I hope you can report back to me on it. Um, then we can discuss it a little bit more, maybe like in catching up next week. But awesome issue. Great and great issue for the Punisher, too. But the Maria stuff was fascinating. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I I really wanted to read this one before today, uh, mm -hmm. you know, to talk about it. But like. It's just been, been a stellar series. I remember all the, the hullabaloo before it came out. Like, oh, they're changing his logo. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Who, cares, yeah. who cares about the GD logo? The story has been absolutely fantastic. And, yep. and, and, and the issues leading up to this, like all the uh, Maria stuff, you know, and some of the flashback stuff. And I love how they've, like, changed the art you know, uh, yes. within the issues to, you know, for that sort of flashback. It's just, it's, it's just, but they've knocked it out of the park. And I'll tell you what, too, there's some stuff that goes on at the end, too. And again, typical me, I don't bring up the ending. There's some crazy shit that goes on the ending, too. It's like, wait a minute. Wait, I, thought, I thought this was going on the whole time, and now it's this? So or, I don't even know what this is. Like, it's some, something totally different. So um, Frank Castle constantly pushing the limits, which is pretty much on brand. Uh, yeah. We look over to DC. We got Flash, 795, Nightwing, 102. Batman, Superman, World's Finest, Issue 13, Wonder Woman, 797, Catwoman, 53, One Bad Day, Rajal Ghul, Issue 1. Of course, it's a Batman series. This is one written by Tom Taylor, so I'm actually going to give this one a look. Didn't get the chance to yet. Uh, Deceased War of the Undead Gods, Issue 7. That's the penultimate issue. Swamp Thing, Green Hell. I actually did uh, look at this one a little bit. Did not get the chance to finish it, though, before. Oh, I did. I did. And Did it end well? It ended well. It ended. Okay. Uh, it ended in Lemire fashion. Okay. It, mm, yeah. Okay. That sounds. That, based on what I was reading, it that, that sounds about right. <laughs> All right. So you think this is like after having read the whole series? Do you think this is uh, like a, something for people if they tr decided to trade weight or whatever, or wanted to hear what we had to say? It's something worth picking up in, in, when it comes out in collected edition. Uh, it's something to think about when it when it comes out in collected edition. I, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts once you've read it. Okay, I will report back next week uh, for sure on that one because I'm almost done with it. Black Adam issue nine, Harley Quinn the animated series, Legion of Bats issue six. Fuck Joe, what the hell <laughs> issue two? That's a weird one for you to write, Joe. Huh? That's strange. Uh, Fables one fifty eight. A little peek behind the curtain. We have a, a word doc that Joe and I share, which helps us read off all these comics to you guys. And he likes to use my own joke on me, Fade Fryer, which is part of my day job. But anyway, I was so I was helping Fade Fryer and Fables. He would just kind of be looking ahead and go right through it. Yeah, yeah, tough shit. I'm not Ron Burgundy. Uh, GCPD, the Blue Wall. Sometimes I definitely am. GCPD, the Blue Wall, issue six. DC's Legion of Bloom, issue one. And then Joe, there's an issue two that you want to talk about from DC this week. Yeah, so Superman uh, issue two uh, dropped this week or drops this week, drops today. Well, drops on Tuesday of this week of New Comic Book Day. It's out now. On when you're watching or listening, right? <laughs> but man, it's awesome. I, I I'm on a like a uh, uh, you know a, a pretty good Superman kick right now uh, as my voice cracks for the first time as I turn 41. Hmm. And um, so part of this was you know because of James Gunn and sort of his renewed sure. passion for the character uh you know for what's coming up and and so i've been reading um you know superman uh son of kal-el by tom taylor he's been killing it he's now you know writing john kent as well so I, i've been very ingrained in this character uh, over the last couple of months and the first issue of this was absolutely fantastic 
you know, Joshua Williamson just again, he's 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 been pretty, you know, pretty heavy, you know, pretty heavy, pretty into you know all things, you know, you know, DC, you know, lately. And you know, started with the Robin series and then the big event. And I talked about this last time, and now and now he's taking on Superman, but I think he's got a really good command, uh, not just you know, Superman uh and Clark himself, but he's got a really good command of Lex Luthor, which I'm enjoying. Wow. Um, and this issue was particularly fun because it deals with uh, Parasite, uh, who was in All-Star Superman. Uh, if you, you haven't read that, go check that out. Go listen to what when we talked about that, uh, you know, about mm-hmm. a month or so ago. Uh, but Parasite's a, a fun character. And what and what Williamson does with that character in this issue, and it looks like it's going to, you know, spill into, you know, it's going to be a main kind of part of this this arc here. Excellent. Never would have would have would have you know uh, thought about that for this character. So I think not only does like I said he have a good grasp of of Superman and Clark, but the villains, right? The Rogues Gallery, uh, Lex Luthor, what he's doing with Parasite here. Uh, we got Livewire in the first issue, which is awesome because that takes me back to watching Batman the animated series way back when. So uh, good stuff. If if you're not a Superman fan or you're a borderline superman fan or if you're looking mm-hmm. to get into superman this is this is a good book to kind of go with night wow that's yeah. now have do you, you did you call dibs on this i mean no i i don't really call dibs on a ton of you know of the 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 big two books but right but well it, sure. might, it, might, it might be something that i okay because uh, well you know it just like, that last little like selling point there it's like okay maybe i'll give it a look but i'll i'll wait another no week. no okay now give it a look give it a look okay all right i, I will do that then uh thank you all right uh see? let's see look at that yeah i, you, I could be nice you can be nice uh oh uh, nice yeah <laughs> do i take us through what came up from boom this week <laughs> we'll do i oh, nice <laughs> <laughs> uh, from boom this week on new comic book day baby uh we have grime uh, grime jesus wow all right strike that reverse it do it again what's going on uh grim issue nine uh fantastic series stephanie phillips is, is fucking killing it here. uh damn them all uh by a friend of the show, Cy Spurrier. Uh, we have Dune, House of Atreides. Uh, <laughs> wow. We have... <laughs> we have Dune, House of Harkonnen, issue three, which continues to be a great series. We've yeah. got two books we're going to talk this week. Nicholas, I'm going to let you start so I can yeah. fucking regroup. Yeah, good idea. You know, what's interesting, too, about Boom this week is this is it's not often that... Uh, we're reading every book that's coming out from a company in a given week. Sometimes it's for, for sure amount, or there's just titles that you know aren't for us, or maybe just we're not interested in, or overlooking whatever. But this is what two, four, this is six, four or five titles, six titles um, that we're getting from Boom this week, and you or, or I are reading all of these. Um, mm-hmm. The one that I want to talk about this week is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers issue 106, which of course on my radar, no matter what, because Mighty Morphin Power Rangers continues to be um, an awesome title, whether it was Mighty Morphin in Power Rangers, uh, you know, Go Go Power Rangers, when that was Ryan Parrott. Um, but right now it's Misty Flores, another member of the Massiverse. Um, and this is drawn by Simona D. Gianfelice. And the, the interesting too, I thought about this, I was reading it. It's, it's interesting how, 
Mighty Morphin Power Rangers continues to get the same a similar style of arts. Like there's definitely differences. And not, you know, they're they're doing their own thing, but it has a similar vibe each time. And I think with the colors and everything, of course, that's important too. Uh the colorist right now is Raul Angulo. But it's just something that kind of jumped out to me early in this. And um with with um you know friend of the show Melissa Flores's run on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, one thing, one person that's been kind of at the, the forefront or one individual has been Rita Repulsa, um, who now goes by Mistress Vile. She's been at the forefront. But there's another character, another villain who's around, but he's the individual's not quite as active. And um, you know, just wondering what's going on with that individual and what, where are they gonna take things with that character. But you know, Melissa was um, talking about, we, we get some stuff with that character here, but the big thing was Melissa was saying like how, you know, now that the review copies are out, I'm getting, you know, in my DMs, I'm getting a bunch of stuff from people reviewing, blah, blah, blah. And I'll tell you what, like as a Power Rangers, like fan, longtime fan, I saw something I'd never fucking thought I'd see. And, and I've seen, we had that with Ryan Parrott on his run. Of course, you know, Kyle Higgins did an outstanding job when he was writing Mighty Morphin Power Rangers too. But what like Melissa did in this issue was like, well, I, you know, I, I, I believe there are breadcrumbs for it uh, in a previous issue, but I was just like, I, where the, what the fuck? And I absolutely love it. I'm totally here for it. But it was very much like a, wow, like never thought I'd see that. And never, never in a million years, like what thinking about th- th- this, this, um, you know, property, what I have thought I'd see this with this character. So um, hats off to Melissa. You're doing a great job. Uh, you know, obviously she has great command of, you know, the Power Rangers universe in general, because she's been in, you know, worn different hats, for, you know, for the, you know, on behalf of the Power Rangers, you know, previously too, and now that she's writing them. So, um, been some, some awesome, awesome stuff there. Nice. Uh, and then you had a number one that I could have sworn you called dibs on this. Like when we talked about it in the solicit. Probably. I don't know. Yeah. My brain switched cheese these days. So I Apparently. <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't read. I can't write. I can't, you know, <laughs> but um neighbors issue one and so i was i was really into the number ones this week um you know boom uh you know image uh and did dark horse have a number one this week I'm looking no number up, two up, up, for dark horse no. right. so anyways so I, I gave this a go and at first i was like huh i don't know and then as i started reading it like i Again, I always talk about this, right? A comic book's job is to to make you want to read the second issue. And so the way this this book is going, it's you know, its pacing is is, is pretty good. Where where are we going with this? You know, you know, it, it's is it are we are we, are we is it going to go full horror at some point? Like when are we going to get some action here, right? Mm. And so this is what we sort of talked about earlier with with TMNT, right? Like I don't mind slower paced storytelling as long as there's some some teeth to it right Mm -hmm. and man we get some teeth we get some teeth at the end of this at the end of this book where we're sort of going along and you know we're getting introduced to the characters we're sort of you know what this book kind of has it has it gave me autumnal vibes oh yeah it gave me autumnal vibes but didn't like it was a little bit of the art but but mostly like in the storytelling the setting and it was sort of the last third of the book is where I started to feel that. And then so the events that happened, you know, it's 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 a new family, uh, you know, you know, moving into a new town. Right. The the, the family structure, you know, 
is a mother and her trans partner and their daughter but the daughter is from another marriage right so you're getting some family dynamics there you know where they're just you could tell that the relationship is new and they've you know they're recently moved and uprooted in this new town so like and you're getting a lot of character sort of mm -hmm. development here and then you you get introduced you get introduced to the town a little bit you go oh there's there's something here and then boom like what Oh man, and it was like I said, it gave me it gave me like mid series autumnal vibes. Nice, that's yeah. that's some high praise right there. That's, from that's big praise because you know, yep. but, but like I said, like autumnal because the way autumnal was written, right? It was again, it was it was a family story, right? It was the relationship between the mother and the daughter, and the and and uh, you know her younger daughter and then the mother and then her mother in this town and this town you're like you could feel something is up with this town it's almost got that stephen king you know main kind of feel to it like that main mm. like that stephen king-ish kind of horrorish that that it's so mm. like the way the autumnal was sort of setting things up is sort of how i feel like this was is sort of setting up so very excited to see where this one goes nice Nice. That's awesome. That well, I am um, you know, you're welcome for allow for giving reminding you that you had called dibs. Um I appreciate but... that. <laughs> <laughs> See, kindness, I nice pays off. Yes, it does. Uh let's see. I'll take us through all these others, Joe, before we finish things off with image, because we got a few from them that we want to talk about this week. A few trades that we want to touch on as well. Uh from Dark Horse, we have Blue Book issue two, which you are reading, of course, written by James Tyne in the fourth. Order Outage Issue 1, uh, Gru, Gods Against Gru Issue 4. From IDW, we got TMNT 138, Earth Divers Issue 6, and then Godzilla, Best of King Ghidorah, Ghidorah uh, Issue 1. I don't know. Vault, I wasn't going to attempt that. Yeah. Vault Door by Door, Night by Night, Issue 4 by Colin Bunn. Actually, do you know, is this like, are we getting to the end of this? Or is we it not say? We should be. I haven't read this issue yet. Obviously, okay. uh, we don't right. get the uh, the the advanced copies for this, but right. um, I think it's four or five issues. Okay, so we got to be pretty close because I this is something that I do want to read. Um, yeah. But obviously, yeah, we we like a dumbass. Like I, we split it up, and then I let you take this, and then I took like a, like an aftershock, like like I like a, a, a one shock, a yeah. one shock. It's like I can't fucking do that on the show. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, Titan, uh, which you are reading Moriarty Clockwork Empire issue two. Did you read the first issue of this? I, I haven't, but I, okay. I, you know, it's it's right at the top of my stack. Nice. Uh, Dynamite, we got Gargoyles issue four, and then Red Sonia, Hell Sonia issue four, and then Source Point Press, Nightwalkers issue three, Etheris issue one, Curse of Cleaver County issue one, Zombicide Day one issue three, Deep Dark issue one. And then, all right, here we go. Ben Mortara and the Thieves of the Golden Table, issue one. Ooh, that was uh, yeah. that was enough. But then we got Mar uh, we got um, we got uh, Marvel cheese. We got Image. <laughs> so yeah, your turn to talk. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there's a, only a few books on here that I'm going to mention before we we dive deep because uh, we're we're going balls deep in a lot of these uh, mm. some bitches here. So from Image for the week of three twenty one or three twenty two. Uh, depending on when you watch or and or listen to this, we have Monstrous uh, issue forty four, uh, Scott Snyder's Undiscovered Country issue twenty four, Sean Lewis's The Scorched issue sixteen, mm -hmm. Plush issue five, The Magic Order four issue three, Torrent issue two, Immortal Sergeant issue three, 
And then we have a whole bunch of books here we want to talk about. Nick, why don't you uh, choose where we start? Yeah, well, why don't we touch on at least the trade paperbacks first? Because we've talked okay. about these two titles quite a bit in general. Um, but it's a good time to just with th- these two coming out. So we got the Dead Lucky Volume 1. Of course, uh, this is by uh, Melissa Flores and French Carla Mongo um, as the, the artist and the uh, writer, not respectively. I got it in reverse order. But regardless, um, this, of course, is part of the massive verse we had Melissa on uh, right before uh, the Dead Lucky began. And then we also have King Spawn volume two um you know javier fernandez is the primary artist on this one but he's not been the only one at least i think in that this was the artwork was a little bit mixed up but then sean lewis of course we've had him on a few times um but that if you haven't read any spawn stuff go read that like it is like you it's very easy like joe was not a spawn guy you've only read some of the earlier stuff you went and read this and i know you've had a you know easy time following along and it's just been awesome both the, from the writing the action everything i absolutely i can, i absolutely love king spawn it is the if you're only going to read one spawn book this is the spawn book that you read so in the second volume of this the covers kick ass and then for the dead lucky if you haven't read any of the massive stuff you don't have to, to to read the the dead lucky and this is awesome cool new character one thing that is at the center of all the massive stuff the one thing they all have in common all these characters have a really cool look and for me, that's generally enough to give give things a try. Um, French Carlo Mongo, love his style. And then on top of that, Misty Flores has given you an interesting story. And at the end of the, the end of the whole first arc, too, it's like I cannot wait to see what the second arc has in store. I mean, Radiant Black is what, you know, obviously, you know, got me into it, right? And then everything that spawned off. But Rogue Sun and the Dead Lucky, those are my two favorite books, you know, in the series. And and they're all great. Uh, but there, there's something about the dead lucky, uh, you know, I love the storytelling and it's the art, man, the art, like really, I mean, the art in the entire massiverse is fantastic, but there's something about the art and the colors in the dead lucky that just draws me in and just pulls me into that story even further, you know, and right. Great art will do that. Right. It'll just really enhance what is already a really good story. And then when it comes to, you know, King spawn, um, Again, you you just need to have a cursory knowledge of the character spawn, and I would highly recommend going back and picking up Volume One. Um, and if you've already read Volume One, then you know if you've been waiting, here it is. Grab Volume Two. Mm-hmm. Again, the art is absolutely fantastic. The storytelling is absolutely fantastic. Where Sean's taking, you know, where he's taken this character, how he's written this character, you know, and every, it's been absolutely fantastic. So again, Spawn is one of those. I feel like when it comes to Spawn, you've either been a diehard from the get-go or at the very least, you're aware of Spawn, Yeah, right? Absolutely. So if you're, again, if you're like me and just aware of Spawn, that's okay. Grab it. Read it. You'll enjoy mm-hmm. it. Yes. You do need to read the first arc to understand the second arc. It is True. this yes. whole story. But Joe's right. Like if, you, if you're one of those people who just like, oh, I don't, I'm not you know, going to give it a look. There's so much Spawn stuff. And then you never gave the first volume a look. Get the first volume read it you'll know you you won't need to hear more from us at that point but we did want to put in everybody's radar especially the trade waiters out there second volume is out there honestly joe like you know like i love this series so much i'm gonna get the second volume anyway especially in that cover that javi has for this one it's just it's so freaking yeah. cool man um his harvey's i was gonna say oh yeah harvey's art is absolutely fantastic now as for the single issues that we wanted to dig into it's actually an interesting situation we got a, the uh the final issue of a first arc to talk about we have the return of a title uh brief hiatus and then we have a first issue where would you like to be in 
Uh, let me take the first issue that I read this week. Mm. Um, so uh, we both this read. week we both we, we both read right. Mm. So Dead Romans issue one uh, from Image this week, um, and this is a book where okay, I'm reading the synopsis um, and I'm looking at the car. Okay, it seems like right up my alley here. And then you know I get into it and I start reading it, and I love the art style. Yeah, it was I really should, cool. That was really I should have had the writer and the artist written I got down you. before. I got you on that. It's yeah, um, here we go. It's uh, what I'm talking about. Yeah, teamwork. Fred Kennedy and Nick Marinkovich. Yeah, so I love the art style. I absolutely love it. It's mm-hmm. almost got this cool, sketchy, you know, watercolor aspect to it. But uh, it's just it, it gives you. So this book takes place, you know, you Romans you know, fighting the, the Germanians, right? You know, mm-hmm. and so that, that's the era that we're working with there. And the art's really great. It really fits. It, it sort of gives you that Game of Thrones, you know, vibe to it, right? Um, I enjoyed this book, but I found it. And, and and tell me if you felt the same way, Nicholas. I was a little confused at yes. parts. Thank you. That's exactly yeah. how I felt. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, cause like I'm reading it and okay, this boom. And then like, we get like this little mini action sequence and then we get a whole bunch of stuff that happens and you're trying like, and, and I don't know if this is just the way it was laid out or maybe because of the art style, but it was like, I couldn't differentiate between some of the characters. Yeah. And then I'm, so I'm trying to figure out like, okay, what, what, what exactly, like you have an idea of what happened, but like what's really going on. So I'm hoping that the second issue clarifies that a little bit. I can get a little bit more. Okay. Oh, right. Bop, 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 bop. Cause I, yeah, not, not that I'm like, you know, I'm usually pretty good with this stuff. I, I do get confused from time to time, but like, sure. There was something with it that I don't know if it was a simple layout thing or if maybe they needed to, you know, like sometimes, you know, artists or, you know, they'll, they'll change the colors. They'll, they'll do something to kind of help you differentiate. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was just, I needed something because I was like, wait, okay. What, what? Oh, yes, there was, I, I, I am a hundred percent with you. Like there was something in this that was like missing and I couldn't quite f- put my finger on it, but I do like the art style. Like, it, yes. Oh it yes. Seems to have potential, but I finished reading it and I was like, I'm kind of confused as to what the hell just happened. Yeah, because, like, exactly. It seems like they, the way, like the, what's like written at the end is like, wait, that's what they were going for here. I didn't put that together at all. Yeah. So it was, no. um, it, like it had potential. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to give the second issue a look, but, um, but yeah, I think, I think you put it pretty well. Like it's just, you know, it just almost. I yeah, I, I mean, I'm definitely going to give the second issue a look, but the second issue, like, I need some clarity. Mm-hmm. right you know and maybe they just do that they simply do that with the uh, synopsis at the beginning of the second book i don't know but like mm. you know they, they, i need i need something i need some guidance here like yes. because it, it just seemed a little like uh it was just real mixed to real mixed together if that yes. makes sense we, right? we raised an interesting point about the art like or, or a good point i should say about the art like it, it I, I like it but like it get confused with some of the characters like some of the different like the distinctions it's, it's hard to distinguish, distinguish between some of them um just because it's like it seems like there's a lot going on and it's like wait what about this what like i'm just not sure like you know i had- think actually i think that's what it is there there was a lot going on mm-hmm. and there was nothing to either visually or you know like artistically or or either you know the way they the way you know, he wrote it the the writer wrote it that sort of cued you as to 
what was actually happening. Like yeah. there was a lot of assumption you had to do as a reader visually by looking at the panels, yeah. but the panels didn't necessarily give you those cues mm-hmm. that you needed. And I think when you start going from like having like leaving room for imagination and then making a lot of assumptions, like you're, you're kind of like dancing with a dangerous line because you sometimes you do want readers to make assumptions because especially when you want to mess with them, but like you got, like, I don't think that's what they were necessarily going for here. I don't yeah. think at least didn't feel yeah. that way. Um, let's see. And then we got, uh, what, what's between the other two that we have left, which one did you want to dig into? Let, let's go Inferno, go red and then end with a fucking bang. Shall we? <laughs> Sounds like a plan to me. Uh, final issue of Infernal Girl Red, the first arc, I should say. Um, I haven't seen anything from Groom on this. I haven't been checking, but I, you know, I would assume he's going to be doing more of this. Obviously, it's it's you know, everything by all you know, as far as we can tell, that's what the plan was going to be with Infernal Girl Red. Some good twists at the end of this, and the thing, like you talked about it before, like the designs of the character and the art throughout the Masterverse has been great. But I'll tell you what, man, the colors keep dropping my freaking ipad on my desk i'm sorry from if that's banging in everybody's ears but the the colors in inferno girl red are absolutely insane uh igor monty and of course line artist by erica uh Durso, like amazingly impressive art but the colors that we see in all of these issues it's so like crazy and vibrant and like on every page it's like these characters look cool but it's like my god the colors just so everything's fucking going on and the patterns are so complicated so i just i, I i've really enjoyed it um uh, i'm like on a like a coloring like kick i guess of lakes i'm keep i keep bringing them all up but it's um it's a, a, a really good end to the first arc coloring makes a huge difference mm-hmm. right it really does and and which is funny because in, in blue book not to go back but like there's only two colors it's black and blue right huh. which is wild um, but it, you know, the, the colorist makes a huge difference because, because I think a lot of times when we mention the writer, I mean, sorry, when we mention the artist, you know, yep. people assume that's the same person that, that does the, the line work and all the colors. And, and sometimes that's the case, but a lot sure. of, most of the times it's not. And so it's important, I think for us to, you know, always mention the colorist when, when they stand out because, you know, whether it's something vibrant and, and really make something pop or, or like, like in the clear, for example, right? Like I talked about, it was neon, it's electric, right? It it, yeah. it it makes things pop. Even like the dingy underbelly, you know, somehow just kind of pops a little bit. Um, but when this, right, again, you get these beautiful action scenes and you get this awesome kick-ass fighting scene, you know, uh, you know, in this, and just the panel after panel after panel, it's like boom, 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 boom. It's it's bright, it's colorful. Um, and that's that's sort of what draws you into it too. Like you get pulled into that battle just a little bit more because mm-hmm. of the artwork there and because of the coloring. So I believe I read at the end of this that they do plan that this will continue on. Right? Okay, uh, yeah, they very much they... set it up to be the case. And there was an interesting, like the ending, like it sets up for that. And there's a very interesting surprise at the end too that I I don't. Did you expect that? No, I didn't. Yeah. Um, so this again, it was another you know fantastic massive verse book. I mean. For, yep. for the most part, uh, these are all absolute fucking baggers, you know, yeah. books. So, but I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. The, the I thought the action scenes were great. I love the character. Um, I love the story, and um, I, I I will never ever you know, I can never recommend the massive ver- uh, massive verse enough. And I'll tell you what, too, like there's you talk about the fight. There's a certain thing that happens with Inferno Girl Red where like like again the colors like you you get. Honestly, you get something that's like a borderline cover 
in the yeah. in, in the middle of the fight. And we do see images where we look at it and it's like, oh, this could be a cover. Like it's so it's such a cool image. And you obviously you want that, but the work that goes into covers versus like interior art, it's a little bit different. So it makes sense. Um, but I'm telling you, like it's like a like the, the image that I'm talking about, I think you know what it is, Joe. Like and all the writing on it, like this could be a poster. Like it would make yeah. perfect sense if we saw this in a kid in a kid's bedroom. Like that it totally would make sense. Um, yeah, yeah. Awesome. It's in my bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Yes, a giant kids, or I don't know if I. What do you clarify as? You're not a giant kid, I guess technically, right? Old kid. Yeah, I'm as tall as a giant kid. There we go. Um, all right, and then as you said, Joe, we got a banger to end things off uh, for this week's what's new. We got the return of Vanish. Yeah, Jesus, man, is this book fucking awesome? Holy like, <laughs> like, you know, so it took me a second. When I first started reading, I was like, okay, what, what happened? Because it's been a couple months, right? Yep. Two months, I think, or so since the last issue. And 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 I'm reading, I'm going, what the hell? What the hell? What the hell? And you go, oh, 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 this is I love this. Yeah. I didn't I didn't expect things to kick off that way. And I loved that the way it sort of bounced back and forth. And the, the the doctor, the the wife, right, vanish all that, and then and then about the halfway point, things really turn, kick it in the high gear, and just like, oh man, I, lo- I love this book so much. It was so fucking good. It is. It, vanish has been, you know, I think we we had it as uh, the best new series or best ongoing series, one of those awards for us in our annual. And uh, obviously, when we knew there was going to be a pause, you know. We, we want more. We can't get enough vanish. And I, I got to imagine we're not going to like, it's not going to slow down anytime soon because it's just been so damn good. And obviously it was very successful in, in the pre-order. So that makes a huge difference. Um, my God, the fifth issue, man, absolutely <laughs> fucking crazy. It's a total mind fuck. To yeah. Start, start things off. And like the entire time you're just like, you you I, you have you have no clue what to believe, and the way it's drawn to the way that that Stegman like did all like all the details on this stuff, holy crap! Oh, that was the impressive. facial expressions when she well, says I the, can, the phasing I in and fu- out of stuff, right? And and yeah. when she's oh yeah the phasing stuff, but when she said I could see the the your eyes are the clearest they have oh, been, yeah. right? And this the, the the facial work that he did there, but yeah the. The phasing, you know, I got to tell you, what was brilliant about this is because it, it, for a split second, I'm going. Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. Has this whole thing just been a giant, like, oh, and then, right, as I said, it just absolutely blew my mind, man. Absolutely yep. blew my mind. It was fantastic. Yep. I mean, if you haven't been reading Vantage, you've been missing out. The I believe the collected the collect the trade paperback is out, which actually I got to get my hands on that. Yes, uh, me too. But it is a can't miss series. Awesome stuff. Um, great return. Really happy that it's back on the shelves because yeah. Joe and I need that shit like fucking crack. So that does it though for this week, Joe. Of course, uh, if you are just catching us on an audio form on Friday when this is released, that is because this uh, we had a we had Colin Bunn on the show. We had a Friar side chat. Anytime we do that, those drop on Wednesdays, and then what's new drops on Friday. So make sure you go listen to that interview if you haven't already. Uh, and also give the show a five star rating review. It makes a huge difference for the show. Only five stars, though. Otherwise, you're going to learn what the real meaning of backcracker is. And of course, subscribe to the show and let a fellow geek know. Please, you know, Twitter, you know, word of mouth, whatever it is, helps the show out a ton. Until next week, Joe, again, we got another Friar Side chat coming your way, everybody. So make sure you subscribe to the show. It gets delivered right to your listening device. But 
Until next week, Joe, stay sexy. You know it. I like Nick's just like, I'm out. All right, we're yeah. done.